Are you looking for more excitement than you can find on the comic book shelves? Then head over to HoundComics.com. At Hound Comics, you can choose from comic titles like Average Joe, Summons, and Brimstone in the Border Hounds. Featuring and created by celebrity founder and CEO, Brimstone. And don't forget to head over to the official Hound store where you can buy comics for adults and kids alike. Also at the Hound store, you can get barbecue sauce with titles like Awesome Sauce and Cherry Bomb. Also, you can get seasonings like You're Baking Me Crazy and Dust from Hell. So if you're looking for some comics that are finger-licking good, head over to HoundComics.com. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And returning to the show this week, we have Dave Delachase here to talk about Holidays Volume 1, currently running on Kickstarter till July 15th. Thanks for coming back, Dave. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now we're going to have a pretty good show for you. We're coming back after a week off. So you talk about some Back to the Future news with the 30th anniversary. Ooh, I love Back to the Future. Oh, mm. me too. Me too. The future of the Marvel experience not looking too good, Jack, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, touch a little bit on the San Diego Con. Not that there's a lot to touch on. Uh, I guess we have Is to wait for next yet? week. No, it's this week. Marvel won't be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we'll turn our attention over to Dave Delachase and talk more about Holidays Volume 1. But before we get into the show here, I wanted to uh, turn our attention to Jeff here a little bit. We've had a little announcement come from him. You're going to be leaving the show, aren't you? Yes. Very sad about that one, actually. Ah, Jeff. I was sucked back out to where I used to live. Going back out to California. I sure am. He's going back to Cali. To Cali. I don't know. I'd almost rather be in California than Ohio. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I mean, it won't be the last you'll hear of me, though. Oh, is that right? I'm going to spread the the word out there. I'm going to have the help of the source. Yeah, he's going to be out there with Alex. (laughs) Yeah. Giving us tips tips and stuff for the show. You, know, you could do like uh, Candar, California, or something. <laughs> Candar, like West Coast. And, like, aren't there like all those different Law and Order? Uh... Oh yeah, Candar, <laughs> <laughs> Ohio, Candar, California. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, please let us know when your last show is approaching because we want to make it a special one. Okay. Oh yeah, I want to make it for the hundredth episode. You might be Woo. gone by the time that happens. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's going to be like late in this year, maybe early next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can phone you in. All right, there we go. Right. This is 83, so we got, what, 17 more? We got a while. 17 yeah. weeks if we didn't take any breaks, and yep. we're definitely taking breaks. All right. <laughs> I'll figure out something. We'll just call you on Skype. We'll fly you over. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get to recaps. Recaps! First thing to talk about, Terminator Genesis uh, opening weekend in the box office. Did anyone here see it? No. Nope. Nope, me neither. I want to see it, but it uh, wasn't pulling me out like Jurassic World nah, was. Yeah. Domestic, $44,156,000. Foreign, $85,500,000 for a worldwide total of $129 million. $656,000. That's not bad, right? 
too bad. It uh, definitely was less than Salvation. I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, it had them side by side on Box Office Mojo, and yeah, it was a lot less. Oh wow! I didn't even see that one. Salvation really hurt the franchise. <laughs> it would yeah. seem. I don't know. Christian Bale yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what do you uh, What do you feel about Terminator Salvation, there, Dave? Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I have not seen Terminator since the second one, so I've oh, kind of really? like always lived it. I, that's always the one that's just been in my memory is 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 the second one, and I have not. I'm not up to date. That, that's terrible. I'm getting booted off the show now. I'm sure. <laughs> no, not I believe really. the the new one actually takes. If you see the second one, the new mm-hmm. one actually goes into the second one. I think. Oh, okay. It okay. Does? I think it so, goes yeah. into the first one. Yeah, it goes back. It goes before the the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, like Arnold comes back and grows up with Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah. To train her for when the first Terminator came in the first movie. Uh, well, I know that, but I think there was a lot of stuff from the second one that they recapped, unless it was like a retelling of the second one, maybe. I don't know. So, speaking of the Terminator, did you guys see the, the thing that happened on, on Twitter this week with the, the reporter reporting the news out of, out of Germany and, and how it went viral because of the Terminator connection? No. There was uh, a reporter who covers, I think I think she covered like like business stuff or something like that. And um, she something this actual real life like like tragedy had happened in Germany. It was like at a VW plant, an employee had gotten killed by a robot. Something had gone wrong. And so she and her name was Sarah O'Connor. Uh, was the report was the reporter who was reporting? So she had tweeted um, like earlier this week: a robot has killed a worker in a VW plant in Germany, and then she had a link to her story. But of course, it went completely viral because her name is Sarah O'Connor, and it was like you know retweeted like you know uh, you know like over thirteen thousand times, and everybody's oh, making terror references. And then she's she's trying you know she's kind of like reporting back to these people, and she's like you know no I I have no idea what this that is I'm, I'm just trying to report this story and, <laughs> and you know and you know it was, it was it's it's you, you feel bad saying it's funny because somebody died in the incident but right. it was it, it's it's funny how the internet works i guess i should say because you know all it took was you know this loose connection and this one tweet to just go through the uh, the ether and in no time I mean and then the next day of course there were stories all across the web about the tweets themselves and you know right. it would just yeah people yeah. just read what they want to read when they see that you know they're not going to stop and take the time to associate you know Connor being the actual news reporter's name rather than exactly killed you know it's just like Oh, the name Connor next to a robot death. Terminator. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, it was great what she said to people. She was like, you know, because she said, you know, I've never I've never seen the films. Um, she, and she ended telling people, she goes, guys, I don't know what Skynet is, and I would not follow me. Because, like, her, her followers skyrocketed after that. And she told me, she goes, I would not follow me. I tweet really boring stuff about unit wage costs. <laughs> so, poor girl. I feel really bad for her. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the business uh, you used to be in. I'm sure you can really relate. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. People people take things either really too seriously or re- <laughs> one extreme or another. Let's right. just say that. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. 
We'll have to look that up. Not to go off topic, but I should, yeah, you should just check it out when you get a minute. Well, she might get another retweet and another follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anything else uh, Terminator-wise, guys? I'll probably go see it. Yeah, I think I will. Heard the fight scenes are real short. Yeah, I heard that too. Maybe our source is the same. Probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true because somebody's going to be out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said, though, Arnold does his best acting in Terminator because he doesn't have to really act. He just, yeah, just, just starts to talk face. like this. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Arnold. Don't get me wrong. But anyway. All right, moving along. Uh, Back to the Future just celebrated 30th anniversary of uh, the release of the first movie in theaters. What was that on the uh, 3rd this past Friday? I didn't realize it came out around the 4th of July time. I never did either. I just uh, kept seeing 30th anniversary in the news. But uh, all over the world, people were celebrating in different ways. And a few different uh, examples here. One, the film was played at the Hollywood Bowl. Like on all the screens around mm-hmm. while, uh, let me see, David Newman uh, conducted the L.A. Philharmonic and did the score. The Alan uh, Silvestri's, is that how you pronounce his name? Alan Silvestri's score to the movie. So the, all the music was performed live at the Hollywood Bowl while you oh, watched well, the movie. Wow, that'd be wow. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, then in Augusta, Kansas, the town actually, they have a clock tower very similar to their, like the one in the movie, mm-hmm. though it sits at the end of a uh, like a roundabout, like a straightaway roundabout, there's the clock tower. But they, for 24 hours, changed the name of their town to Hill Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are just a few cool things I found. Great movie, though. Did you know, remember the end of the first movie, it says, to be continued? Right. That never showed in the, the original theater release oh because i didn't know how it was going to do probably or well it was just a, a big thing once it hit vhs that that came out but yeah it was never there even though people i, I read an article that people remember seeing say they remember seeing that in the theater even though that it never happened in the theater they're just so used to seeing it right and there's been so many reshowings of it in the theater too mm-hmm. i mean i movie tavern uptown there they play it all the freaking time that and ghostbusters oh, yeah. and <laughs> who knows Great movies though. They were playing the, all three of them this weekend on TV, and I was I was hooked. <laughs> also, Robert Zemeckis said there will not be a reboot. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah, there's, unless he dies. That's awesome. He's <laughs> <is> not needed. <laughs> He's got it. Yeah. Him and uh, I think one of the producers that he he wrote with the movie with or something like that. They have it in writing that it, as long as both of them are alive, it won't it won't be rebooted. I think years and years and years down the road it'll happen. I don't I don't want to I don't, know. I don't want to see it happen but even after they're gone as long as the estate still says no. That's great. That would be just keep, don't mess with success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't mess you know I'm going to I'm probably going to like annoy a lot of people by saying it but you know sometimes I I I think that a lot of that stuff when people decide to remake these you know, I understand when you're making something, remaking something from, say, like the 20s, you know, when they couldn't really do what they wanted to do, and we have the technology now. But when you think of, like, Back to the Future, it's like it's part of it, I have to wonder how much of it is ego. You know, like, what Hollywood executive is sitting somewhere going, man, I loved Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. And then they want to put their handprint on it somehow. Right. They want to. so much better. They want to right. somehow be connected to something they love. So they decide they're going to remake it. Or, you know, or you get an actor, producer type who's like, I'm going to remake it and I'm, I'm going to produce it and I'm going to play Doc Brown, you know. And it's I think it's ends up being fueled more by people's, like, own kind of ego you know, uh, to have their hand in something they love than, than actually to, to make something better. But right. that's just me. So I don't know, you know, but just throwing it out there. I just can't even <clears throat> see uh, 
way to even begin to start to make a reboot. It was perfect. They were yeah. perfect together, yeah. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. I mean, you wouldn't need... I would love to see the series continue in some way. Like, they wouldn't need a reboot. There's no need for it. Just do a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the car was basically buried to get to Marty. You can make a movie based off somebody finding that car before Marty, have their adventure, and they put it back. And you wouldn't oh. know the difference because Ooh, it finally made true. it to Marty. I didn't even think about that. I was love about time to... travel. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here waiting to shoot you down. No, it was destroyed. No, no, no. It'll be so cool just to have something like that. And you could even end it where they put it back and then Doc pulls up in the train and pulls them, pulls those guys with a mission. And then that's where it ends. And then you could be like lost. Like what the hell's going to happen? Because right. Christopher <laughs> Lloyd doesn't need makeup anymore. He could just yeah. pull up in that train, which is at the very end of the third movie. He pulls up after he destro- after the car's destroyed. And he can go back in time anytime he wants. So he could have pulled whoever drives the car at that point, teaches them, oh, people okay. them throws them into mm. a whole little storyline, and we'd have another, like, three more movies. Look at Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, yeah. There's that little camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the machine. Oh, all right. Jeff's Back to the Future plot line there is property of Candare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very you guys cool. are sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right. That'll do it for recaps. Recap it. Let's move into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. Jeff. What's this on Cujo? Yes. Speaking of reboot. Yeah. Right. Speaking of reboot. Well, there's a couple of reboots here. We'll start with Cu- uh, Cujo, and then we'll lead into the other one. Um, take it how it is. This is going to be a reboot of Cujo. Not Oy. just any Cujo, though. Canine Unit Joint Operations. What? Yeah. It, so it's a sequel. It's No, it's it's a remake in their own way, but it sounds like it's going to be a military-based dog that gets rabies. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, What's that movie out now with the uh, the military dog, Max the Wonder Dog or something? Yeah, something there? like that, yeah. <laughs> Max oh, the Rabies. The 3D. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is coming from a website I found. It was called bloodydisgusting.com, which is it's a horror website that just talks sure about horror Sure it movies. is, Jeff. <laughs> I don't care what you're into. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, this is going to be directed by Lang Elliott, which it's hard for me to think of Lang Elliott because I could have sworn when I read up on him it was a lot of old movies, and this guy was, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit off because he was a producer for a lot of other movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen or heard of him directing besides something old like Luke Ferrigno when I came across it was The Cage, and I don't know if that's the same director. <laughs> so it's hard for me to tell. Like This sounds like it might be, I don't know, it sounds like it's going to be destroyed. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But uh, that's all I got so far. They're just in the talks of it. All right. I was just kind of sad to hear. You no know. more St. Bernard getting bit by a, a bat. <laughs> it's got to be a military experience. Destroying a small town yeah. now. It's going to be a military dog with military killing skills. So what's it going to be? Is it going to be like a German Shepherd? Isn't that the kind that's of dog? That's what I was that, thinking, yeah. yeah. It'd have to be. Yeah, that's the only kind of dog they use in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Or do they have other kind of dogs? It's all the ones I've ever seen. I can get like Marmaduke Dog. What was that dog? <laughs> Great Dane. God, <laughs> taking down people. <laughs> Droopy dog. All right. I'm going to bite you. Oh, you want to go over there, you. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, another reboot, Chips. Chips, yes. This is in a, a rumor mill right now. 
God, that would be awesome. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Chips? Chips? They I never are, watched Chips. You never seen it? Yeah, I was no. about that show when I was little. Man. I think I had the old tube TV, so I didn't have a lot of channels. That was the only thing that came on. I was all about Chips. the A-Team, but I guess this would have been before A-Team. Chips was before A-Team, right? It's like late 70s, early 80s. It was like the 70s, Chips. Late eight or late 70s, early 80s, possibly? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I can't remember now. Remember the rumor that uh, John from Chips was the lead singer of Seven Mary Three? What? <laughs> 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 I haven't heard of this room. It was all over the place. And <laughs> oh, no. It was on MTV News. They said something about oh, it. Oh, that's so oh, funny. MTV. It's like that rumor that uh, Paul from Wonder Years was Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <all grown. Yeah. laughs> I forgot about that. That's one. just not true. I could see it. I can yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, they're pushing for an R rating for this movie. So from what it sounds like from my sources, again, this was from... Uh, Damn, I forgot to write down. I think it was like variety something.com. I can't remember. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but I know the website. Yeah, and they just released this information. A guy named uh, Michael Pena. I can't say his last name. Pena. <laughs> Michael Pena. Pe- Pe- Michael Pena. <laughs> He's pushing for an R rated movie, and the movie's going to take place where it's a lot of action and comedy mixed into it which is kind of like how the show was rather but they were just mostly chasing down from what i could remember on the show yeah like cuz the coolest thing was them riding on the highway mm-hmm. chasing down cars and bikes two of them just you know it could be a hit i mean charlie's angels was a big hit i thought those movies were freaking awful but uh what was the <laughs> one with uh ben stiller and owen wilson oh, oh uh, T- starsky and hutch yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, keep yeah. wanting to say yeah. tango and cash but yeah starsky and Did hutch. that one do good Tango like and it, Cash? No, uh, Starsky and Hutch. I don't think it did great. No, I loved it. It was though. fun though. Yeah, Eighteen didn't do well. <laughs> do that's it. for sure. <laughs> I was really hoping for an Eighteen. Oh sequel. man, I yeah. loved Eighteen. I don't understand. It was really how that good. Went. It didn't yeah. do good enough. And then uh, the Mr. T character was just kind of belly aching the whole time. You mm. only got like one B. A. Brockus like ass kicking moment at the end. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, that's all I got really on chips right now is right now they weren't even supposed to mention any of that. So that's why I thought I'd throw it into the rumor mill because I don't know if he was telling the truth or not. This Michael Pena. <laughs> How'd the chips theme song go? Holy crap. Oh, that was a team. I was just saying. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was, uh, crap. The chips. It was kind of like a, it almost sounded a little stellar from what I remember in it. I just remember the the whole was it like disco-y. Sh- like you would see the chip. Like, waka, 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 waka. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was Actually, real it was. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Uh, Me. We'll find it. Yeah. It'll find its way in here. You know what that means, though. The taxi big screen movie is just around the corner. Oh, oh God, yeah. Geez. Are you talking taxi with like uh, Tony Danza? And <laughs> yes. Oh man, I would go see that. Who would play Latka though? Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. It'll be all grim and gritty. They'll make Latka a serial killer. Oh jeez. <laughs> Who would Jim you get Carrey, to play? Jim Carrey probably. Maybe oh. throw him as there. He did good. As <laughs> yeah. That's too easy though. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> thank thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Try Alan Rickman as uh, Latka. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that movie happens. That'd be awesome. Chips, I don't give a shit about really. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. All right, let's talk about some comics. 
I guess I'll just go first this week. I picked up, I was uh, down at the comic book store and was looking around for something to buy and saw Ant-Man number one. And that kind of confused me because I thought we already had an Ant-Man number one come yeah. out not too long ago. But I looked at the bottom and it said larger than life. Ant-Man larger than life. So I got it. And so I like opened a movie it. prequel. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's I don't. It's not a prequel really, but there's there's four different comics in here. The first one being a brand new one that's obviously just a uh, promotion for the new movie coming out. His outfit looks exactly like it's going to look in the movie, and the story is really expendable. He he goes and buys some uh, new rare exotic form of ant, like really aggressive ant, and he shrinks down to try to control them, but they aren't listening to him because they're aggressive badasses, you know, so. Uh, then in the face of danger, one of his uh, millipedes or something in the lab gets loose, so there it is about to attack them, and in that moment of uh, of danger, the ants and Ant-Man team up and take him down. And Is it Hank or Scott? It's, uh, I think it's Hank, actually, but it says a long time ago. Ah, okay. Sets it up. Oh, yeah. Hank Pym's lab years ago. So we're watching years. a young Michael, <laughs> <laughs> young Michael Douglas years. <laughs> but, uh, so that I did not like because, again, just a cheap ploy to promote the movie. But what I did like is in the back of these, this book, after that story... Coupon. Are the very... <laughs> <laughs> a coupon to the movie. <laughs> I wish. Are the first three Ant-Man stories ever oh, made. Wow. Oh. So uh, the first appearance in Tales to Astonish, uh, The Man in the Ant Hill, where... I don't, I don't know a lot about Ant-Man. Whenever I read Marvel stories, I never read his branch. He's always in the stories I'm reading, whether it be like Civil War or uh, World War Hulk or Planet Hulk or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, so I know him, but I don't know a, like a lot about his history. But in here, he just makes a few vials of serum. One serum that makes him small, another one that makes him big. And he's <laughs> he invents it to like shrink furniture and stuff to make moving a breeze and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. But then he tries it on himself and he shrinks and then he's fighting all the uh, elements of nature to get to the other vial which he left on the windowsill of growth serum. Of course. And then so at the end of uh, the very first one, Tales to Astonish, he's like, he's supposed to come back to these people who are funding his research with great finds. Like, okay, you know, I found this serum that did this, but he's like, this humanity's not ready for this yet. I'm going to dump them out and I'll just take the fail. Tell them I failed again, couldn't come up with anything. Like, you know, because mankind's not ready for it. Well, then obviously it caught on in the very next Tales to Astonish. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, okay, so then I reinvented the serum real quick. I had it and <laughs> <laughs> put it in my suit here. But so it's, it's a very uh, brief overview of him making the Ant-Man suit, the serum, yada, yada. It was very entertaining. It gave me a little bit of light into the origin of Ant-Man. So if you're going to purchase it, don't pay attention to uh, that first. The first couple pages. Yeah, the commercial there. And just, yeah, the last three issues are awesome. It's funny how. Oh, yeah. And Lando number one is an ad in the back of it. Oh, jeez. I want to watch. I want to see that. You were going to say, though. That uh, how you're saying that his suit looks just like it does in the movie. Mm -hmm. On the cartoon Avengers Assemble. Ant-Man just came into the picture, and he looks exactly like he does in the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they model everyone in everyone in those that cartoon to look like it. Even Hawkeye, he doesn't have purple; he just has a black vest. And Commercial stuff. show. Yeah. Jeez. So here you got your own movie. Why don't you come over here and fight crime with us? <laughs> but anyway, that's all I have. So yeah, I I can't imagine there'd be a number two of this, but 
We'll see. Ant-Man, larger than life. You know what? I'm just going to come out and announce it. I actually had two things I wanted to bring to this, but I don't have the info in front of me anymore because I wanted to bring the comic so it would be like a refresher. Okay. Because I read it the whole month. I actually came across uh, Battle Chasers. I think, okay. I think we actually talked about this on the show. I think Sounds familiar. Uh, I think we had one of the writers on the show a while back, and I wanted to bring that to the show because like he had talked about it, but it was hard to find. I actually found it. And then the other one was... Um, it was actually a manga that I read online, and I wanted to bring that, but it won't do it justice because I can't pronounce a lot of things, and I kept making up names, and I couldn't have. <laughs> Just call them uh, Jack and Jane. <laughs> well, we have a Jack here. John and Jane. There John and Jane. But no, it, I want to bring that one out to the show, but I'm going to uh, pronounce it correctly so I can do it justice before I bring that one to the show. All right. It was an actually it's a really good mixture of a comic, a comic book, basically, because it's actually about superheroes in this one. And the thing I loved about it was the one hero that everyone loved was actually he was drawn in that manga as like an, a Western art style. So it actually looked like he was way out of place from everything in that show. In that I comic. think I saw him when I was looking at that yeah. the other day. <laughs> it was like he was like this completely out of place superhero. And then, you know, like the anime, you know, look and everything. But then there's this guy. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to bring that to the table and I will bring it to the table as soon as I can pronounce names correctly. I don't want to <laughs> screw it up. So... Just, I'll be back. Just uh, type it into Siri. Maybe she can help you. Oh, but you don't have it. He doesn't, have, he doesn't even have a Cortana. Oh, well, <laughs> you're on your own you. then. <laughs> yeah. I did what I could. <laughs> I tried. But I'll bring it back. All right. I'll add it to the uh, pile here. <laughs> no, no, this will be the first one. That's what we'll do on your final episode. The whole episode will we'll be recaps Jeff on, all, about the, on the show. all the books you say you're going to bring back. We're just busting your balls, app. Jeff. We love you. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Dave. I got suckered in um, by DC's uh, Convergence event that they were doing. I don't know if any of you guys picked oh, up yeah. any of their stuff over the summer. I started it. It's yeah. Really interesting. I, um, I I was one of those people who, when, when it was advertised, I was like, oh, they're, are, are they finally going to bring back all these characters that I, you know, really, really loved? You know, right. like the original Justice Society and the old, like, Blue Beetle. and all. So oh. I started, I, you know, I picked them up. I picked up the miniseries threw out way more money than I expected to to pick all this <laughs> stuff up and you know some of them were hit and miss you know some of them were were you know kind of lackluster the miniseries itself I thought was kind of eh, it was like one big kind of brawl for eight issues and the ending I still can't figure out exactly it, it was one of those uh, I think it was supposed to be you know leave it up to the reader's interpretation but um, it kind of to me felt like it was it was kind of telling everybody like hey remember all these characters you love well we put them away in a big box so you're never gonna see them again thanks for the money this summer right um, so I mean there were some standout there were some fun stories in there um, they did one with um, the Ray Palmer Adam speaking of shrinking superheroes with the Ant-Man before um, and they did one with, with him and it was it was great because it looks it's, it's almost like they give they gave Tom Pyre who wrote it like carte blanche because he just went like like off the wall with it I mean like it was like Ray Palmer was like was kind of like going in it's kind of crazy and, and everybody kind of like knew him as like oh here comes the Adam again every time like he would show up at a crime scene and and like want to talk to the the, the the TV cameras about like conspiracy theories he had after stopping a robbery and you know it was really really funny and he had like the ability to um, 
like instead of like shrinking his entire body he was able to like make his hand one hand really huge so instead <laughs> of like shrinking down that was his power so it was just it was so bizarre that one was was pretty good and um the justice society one was was uh, a pretty good they brought back like you know a lot of the old you know, like the jay garrick flash and the alan scott green lantern and all those guys um but other than that, I gave uh, DC's kind of some of the, their new titles a try after that. Um, they, I tried a couple. I tried like Batmite and Bizarro. Um, and the one that stuck out to me, though, actually was um, one called Prez. Um, about it was actually pretty good it was like kind of comedy kind of satire but it was like satire of like culture and media and politics it was it's about a a, a kind of a future where like they decide on political or presidential candidates based on um like and it's all voted on by, by the internet and so what happens is some teenage girl who works at a fast food restaurant uh, something happens like a mishap at work and she becomes like a YouTube sensation. So she becomes like really popular on YouTube because of that, the popularity on YouTube kind of um, inadvertently puts her in the running for presidential candidate because it's all done by internet popularity. Okay. And so it's about, you know, how in this future world, um, this like, like a culture obsessed with, with internet popularity, you know, how uh, like a teenager from the internet can get like, become the president of the United States. So I've only read the first issue, but I thought I had a lot of promise to it. It seems pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound good. Mm -hmm. What's that called again? It's called Prez, P-R-E-Z. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I've heard of this. It was, I guess it was like a 70s title that they're rebooting, um, like totally new, but I just, it, it, I gave it a chance, not knowing really anything about it. And I just thought it was really good because I thought that, then look at the writer here, Mark Russell. Um... It, I mean, he just did a lot of really great stuff where it was, it was funny, but it also, I thought, had a lot of good kind of satire about, you know, politics and, and the way, you know, like society today and the things everybody's obsessed with that really aren't important. You know, it was just, it was cool. It was, it was really offbeat. And I, I was kind of glad to see one of the big two companies kind of doing some more, you know, offbeat stuff. Right. That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I haven't read issue two, so, you know, but I really like issue one. You're so. on your own after one. <laughs> All right, Jackie, what did you got? I've got the title that one of our guests, I can't remember who it was, talked about a while back. Chrononauts. Who was that? I don't remember. I don't know if it was. I almost want to say it was uh, Sal, but I'm not sure. Oh, I think it might have been. But, uh, yeah, going with the whole 30th anniversary uh, Back to the Future and time travel. Oh, perfect. The cover, it's a reprinting issue two, or issue one, second printing. The cover looks like the Back to the Future. The characters in the book are standing there next to a, a car, and there's the lightning, and they're yeah, both looking their at their watches. Glasses up, looking at the watch. Yeah, I couldn't stop looking at it when you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what caught me. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this one. Uh, it's by Mark Millar and co-creator Sean Gordon Murphy, Image Comic. Caught my attention, the first the first uh, book. The did first it? issue, yeah, it did. I mean, it leaves it a, a big cliffhanger. Oh. But what happens is pretty crazy. It starts out in uh, southern Turkey. The two main characters, I can't remember their name offhand, but they're walking around in the desert, and they're talking about going to see this uh, like ancient artifact that predates Stonehenge by like 3,000 years. They end up going inside this cave, and inside it on a bunch of pedestals is F F-15 Com Tomcat. Really? And they end up talking later on, you know, one of the one guy's like, oh, are you sure these aren't a hoax? He's, they're like, no, there's 
motorcycles, all kind of crazy stuff just showing up out of nowhere. So you flash on a couple months later, and there's a big TV event going on that they've actually made a time machine, but it's basically a satellite. And this is all on TV. They're sending that satellite into the past. They end up sending it to Gettysburg and what? televising <laughs> from space satellite imagery, the Gettysburg, the big what? battle there. What? <laughs> yeah, that's all over the news. Everyone's watching it. And then it jumps 18 months later where they're actually going to do the live test. And they end up getting the port, the time machine ready to go. Portal opens up. One guy jumps in. All of a sudden, you know, something happens. He got sent off to another time. And the main character's buddy, he's like, I'm going to go save him. Goes run to the portal and jumps in. He ends up at the end in Samarkand in like 1504. Oh, wow. He just walks out. Gets hit by an arrow, sees his whole army just coming right at him <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> that does sound uh, good. Back to the Future too. Yeah, <laughs> no, but his buddy got idiots. sent into like a whole different time period too. So I don't know how they're supposed to get back and forth. And that'll be a good book. Yeah, and I want to say it's the issues have gone up pretty far. I think the first trade is out now. Is it really? Yep. So that looks good. Look for. Nice, uh, nice pick for the Back to the Future holiday. Yeah, I'm gonna go pick that one up now. Nice. All right. And with that, let's just move right into Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Last week, we had a hero, real life hero from England. Yeah, what was his name? The Bromley. At first, they started out as the Bromley Batman. But he wanted to be called the Bromley Shadow. Yeah, he wants to be called the Bromley Shadow. This week, we have Captain Australia. (laughs) He's he's based out of Brisbane, Australia. He patrols uh, major capital, other major capital cities of Australia as well, taking the law into his own hands. His method of preventing crime is patrolling through streets, through the yeah, I guess through I guess uh, patrols like through the ghettos, watching for any crime. If he sees any criminal activity, he quickly acts to stop it. I don't have any any uh, like testimonies on any of the stuff. <laughs> um, he does. <laughs> He wants to inspire normal people to be better citizens and set a good example to those he comes across and make them do good deeds too. I'd imagine he has a boomerang on his belt somewhere. I know there's there is a picture I have to get. I'll put that on the oh, website. Shit. He has many skills as a superhero does. He has photographic memory. A didgeridoo. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one he has an iron will. Mm. Oh, it's a little statue of Will Wheaton. Oh, <laughs> look! I got desired will right here. Uh, Shut he's got, up, Wesley. He's got a genius level IQ, extraordinary physical strength, uh, extraordinary physical agility. He's a master of judo, jujitsu, kung fu, and karate. He's a champion amateur boxer, uh, expert in criminal psychology, expert in parkour, self-trained expert in hostage negotiation, toxin resistance. <laughs> <laughs> which is nin- ninja training. Uh, a master of escapology and counterinsurgency. This guy's got it. So he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. No, he's Captain Australia. So, okay, so this uh, this level of intelligence, is this like a self-proclaimed thing? Like, Or did he go get it's tested like for his... Dr. Steve <laughs> Brule is a doctor. Ah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Anyone can say they're super intelligent, right? I mean, yeah. I'm super intelligent. I wonder what his call would be. 
Would it be like Captain Caveman, but just with Australia? <laughs> no, it'd just be, it'd be the didgeridoo noise. Like, <laughs> Here he comes. They name me, mates. <laughs> My purse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why are we making fun of the heroes? I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's doing noble things out there. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh, I feel like an ass. Anyway. Is that it? That's it, yeah. That's I got. He's a he's got a lot of stuff under his belt. I gotta see this guy's picture. <laughs> Alright. Wait, wait till Thursday. <laughs> and for that, Captain Australia, you have found a spot on a wall of justice. In the hall of heroes. So continue your good deeds, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a funny segment. I know, I'm sorry, I can't help it. We're not laughing at you, Captain Australia. We're laughing with you. You guys say that now, but when the Canned Air podcast <laughs> records live from Australia and gets, you know, struck by, you know, some kind of terrorist, Captain Australia is going to tell you, I'll see you later. You should ask And- Andres Bergen the next time you send him oh, an email. Yeah. Like, so, Andres, what's up with Captain Australia? We've been burgled. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Kender live from Australia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really quick here. I found that uh, Star Trek Three actually has a name now. <laughs> Star Trek Three. Star Trek. No, <laughs> it's uh, Star Trek Beyond is what it's going to be called. I did not uh, take to that title. Oh, what is that? Who's calling? That's your phone. I wonder if that's coming through on the recording. Did you hear that, Dave? No. Nope. Okay, that must not have come through on the recording. That's Captain crazy. Australia. It's <laughs> 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 not even live. I heard you were making fun of me. <laughs> oh, we're all the way in Ohio. What are you going to do? Outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> window starts to shake. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Uh. Star Trek Beyond. Coming out on July 8th. 2016. Seriously, though, Star Trek Beyond. It's like Star Trek Rising or Star Trek... Uh, I don't know. It just seems kind of corny. Star what do you Trek think? Beyond. Batman Beyond. That's what I can't... That's what came to my yeah. mind, too. You can't really go more futuristic than that, though, I guess. Yeah. I well, think it's going to be future? I mean, they've been all amazing thus far, but... Yeah. So is this a movie or a TV show? It's the next J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek installment. Huh. So I don't know if they're going to, like, keep, like, read... Doing the same stories that have been done before, just with a different twist. I hope not. I, they need to yeah. start getting their own stuff. Yeah. I was okay with Khan. Okay. He was, yeah. he was a great character to do, but yeah, stop picking from old content. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a different timeline, so that's even cooler because they can skew the stories more. And that's why I like the whole take on because Khan, I mean, he died in the original run, didn't yeah. he? Now he's yeah. alive. Oh, shit. Well, it's Spoiler. a different timeline, though. <laughs> it's not like he came back to life. They they interrupted the timeline, so then the events played out differently in the new movies. Yeah, but, I mean, they, now it's kind of like how it ended. I don't know if anyone's seen it. They should have seen it by now, but it's how it ended, they could probably swing it out to where Khan actually helps out later on, where that crazy mind is actually utilized for the ship. Mm. Let's go back home and talk to Khan, see what he thinks. <laughs> they should have just like shot Electra. a dead Kirk out into space, and the next one been the search for Kirk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if it's beyond, maybe they're going to time travel to the future. They just jumped a couple mm. movies instead of going to the past to pick up some humpback whales. They'll go to the future for. Oh, yeah. Some, some, something. 
That was that movie was more. Uh, I don't. I don't think they were going for the comedy angle, but it, I was laughing a lot in that one. Let's do a round of row, row, row your boat. Was it? Wasn't that the one where uh, uh, Spock was wearing the headband to cover yeah. his hair? Yeah. <laughs> uh, humans awesome. didn't see aliens back then. Yeah, yeah. And so a dude walking around a white headband is just as inconspicuous. In a terry cloth robe. <laughs> so with an alternate timeline in today's modern technology, CGI tribbles are only a, a movie oh, or two away. So. It's going to happen. Oh, for sure. It'll well, they happen. were in the last one. Yeah, they were one. Oh yeah, you're right. That's they how they were. brought Kirk back. You know, I wonder uh, this whole Beyond thing. You guys were talking about future. If they'll uh, try to fuse Picard and Next Generation in it all, like maybe. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that mm. would be because you know they're going to pay tribute to that s- sooner or later. Yeah. I wonder if uh, William Shatner will finally get his cameo. He's been belly aching for. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll have Kirk fight the Gorn in this one. The what? The Gorn. I remember the big going. lizard monster that. Oh, from the show. Yeah, <laughs> that was a fight, man. I remember that fight. I mean, I, I heard no uh, nothing. I'm worried that uh, some of the cast won't be there though, because I heard a, like a rumor a couple, I don't know, a couple years or a year ago, that uh, Zachary Quinton, I think it was Quinto. Quinto. Yeah, he may not play Spock again. Nah, he's back in it. Oh, is he? oh thank. There God. wouldn't be a movie. There wouldn't be no movie yeah. without him. I wouldn't watch it. He was good. Simon Pegg should still be in there. Oh, he better. They were all were really good. Yeah. Every one of them. That was really well put together, which makes me just that much more excited for Star Wars. You know it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad for the people in the first these uh the first like uh episode 1, 2 and 3 because it's just going to make them look like even more dog shit of movies. <laughs> you know? It really is. I you can appreciate them for what they are and stuff, but you know after this Abrams movie comes out, it's going to be like I can't watch it. <laughs> Lonely Skywalker starts murdering people instead of running from the cops. <laughs> I just hope they explain why there was a need for two more little tiny little na- dagger lifesavers to come out of that sword. Oh, the shock no value. I mean, the same reason they gave Count Dooku the curved saber and Whit- Mace, Mace Windu, Windu a purple, purple one. one yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nothing. But Not just because Samuel wanted a purple. I want a purple lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness they gave it to him now. <laughs> that was cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, it was. What were we talking about, Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) July 8th, 2016, Star Trek Beyond. Woo! All right. Uh, Jack, the Marvel Experience. Tell us about this. So the Marvel Experience, a lot of people were getting this confused with the Marvel Live show that was going on through Christmas last year. uh, I want to say Ice Capades, but it wasn't Ice Capades, (laughs) but it was like an arena show that uh, all kinds of stunts and theatrics. Yeah. Well, this was a, a totally different thing. Um. It was uh okay. It was described as a first-person superhero adventure with audience becoming part of the action through state-of-the-art multimedia technology, including a 4D motion ride and 3D animated features. It was a 80,000 square foot attraction to look like a Shield Mobile Command Center with a six-story dome. Right. It was a huge thing. It's like an inflatable kind of a dome that they use, uh, like for traveling circuses and stuff. Yeah. Kind of thing. Let me guess where it's at. Utah. No, <laughs> no. It was supposed to be Utah kicked off. Gets all the best stuff. <laughs> it was supposed to be kicked off in Philadelphia here soon. I don't. I, I didn't put that. I don't date know. In there. I, I feel like it had already happened some places, but they canceled the whole thing. What? Yeah, man, it looked horrible. Did it? It did. It, I mean, maybe if you got like uh, kids, you can take them to it and they'll get a kick out of it. But I mean, it was just like a big inflatable tent with a bunch of like uh, interactive, like touchscreen TVs everywhere and. 
I, I guess I really don't know enough about it to say because it's been so long since I watched it. But I remember when I watched it thinking, like, man, this looks like this boring. I'd be so mad if I bought tickets and showed up and this is what it was. It was like you could, like, view character, like, the Avengers profiles on one of the screens. Just stupid <laughs> crap, yeah. you know? Who cares? Nobody seemed surprised that it got canceled because I guess it was put together by two producers that were behind the uh, Broadway show Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> so people weren't being, like, maimed and they hurt left and right. <laughs> yeah. I remember we talked about that a long time ago. We had mentioned They that. never did get that off the ground, did they? No. No, nope. that show. They're supposed to reopen the show in Vegas, but mm. yeah, brave souls right there. They ought to be our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, supposed to be kicking off in uh, in June twenty fourth this year. It's supposed okay. to kick off, but yeah, I wasn't going to go. No. It looked boring as crap. It wasn't going to hit a lot of cities. It was going to go to Chicago, I think Dallas, and of course right. L A area and right. New York. But yep, no more. Everything happens out in California. Yeah. Well, that should mean Jeff had a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. Right. <laughs> I'm here live from Camp. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. All right. Coming up next here. Uh, again, I don't have anything really about what's going to be happening at San Diego Comic Con, but I felt like I had to say something about the con happening. And uh, what I did find was that the San Diego International Comic Con will remain in San Diego until 2018, but then is going to be moved to a different location. Mainly because there's no room to expand. They've sold out tickets and hotels like for the past decade, and there's no room to you know build more hotels, supposedly, uh, to build the arena bigger. So Just dump it in the middle of Vegas and make it like a Burning Man thing. Ooh, there you go. Well, I, I like that they're going to actually move it, though, because... Uh, It'll, you know, it'll be maybe closer to us, yeah. and farther away from Jeff. <laughs> We've moved it to Utah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, in the past few years, because of the lack of room to expand the San Diego Con, that the New York Comic Con has surpassed them in uh, yearly attendance. So they, the New York Con, has now become the biggest yearly con in the North wow. America. Yeah, wow. isn't that one easier to get tickets to for and stuff? I think so. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't ever hear about them selling out. Yeah, I, I don't think know. everyone's always, always hear about San Diego. If you want the price cheaper, you got to buy it now for next year. That's mm. with any con, though. Yeah. I mean, you buy ahead of time, like or when the Columbus con we went to a few years back. I remember looking at tickets. This was the first con I'd ever been to, mind you, and I looked at tickets online. They were like fifteen, twenty bucks a piece. Like, oh shit, I'll just wait. You know, closer to the date. <laughs> Two days before we got on, they were like 40 bucks a pop, and that didn't count parking or anything. It's like, son of a bitch. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. So uh, up until 2018, maybe they will be, in fact, closer to us. Maybe they'll get to go. Here's open. Columbus, Ohio. Oh, God. Won't happen. <laughs> no, it won't happen. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on here. Jack, one more thing on uh, Pacific Rim. Yep. We got Pacific Rim is on the horizon. The real life Pacific Rim. Really? There's a company called Megabots Incorporated that just introduced their Megabot Mark II, uh, America's fully first fully functional giant, giant piloted robot. No kidding. And they have challenged Japan to a giant robot battle. 
<laughs> Japan, there's uh, some guys over there that have built some. I've seen YouTube videos yeah. of them. Not that they're like super like agile and mobile like the the movie ones are, but uh, hey, there, that's a start. Yeah, Japan's called the uh, Karatas. It's something I think that's, that's how you pronounce it. Well, uh, their name sounds cooler than ours. Yeah, it does. Even Mark II, that sounds like Iron Man. Yeah, Megabots. <laughs> well, that's the company name. It sounds like the building blocks that children play with. The oh, Suidobashi yeah. Su- Heavy Industries, the Japan's company that made the... Way better the sounding. Yeah. <laughs> Megabots Incorporated's sole purpose was to create a giant piloted fighting robot. A few weeks ago, they released a super patriotic video, patriotic video throwing down the gauntlet to Japan's Suidobashi Heavy Industry. But uh, Japan's robot weighs 9,000 pounds, has twin Gatling guns that fire BBs. 66,000 rounds a minute sure, and has some kind of crazy targeting system. Put your eye out. If, the, if it's a giant robot shooting BBs, that means it's BBs to the robot, wasn't it? So these things are probably like boulders you know, flying at the... I don't know if it's just little know. BBs, just little regular copper BBs, man. I'm saying televise this and make it BattleBots uh, Hell yeah. evolved or something. <laughs> Fighting in the middle of the ocean. Man, BattleBots awesome. was a great show. That show's back on. Yeah, they brought Is it, it back. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, way better, too. It Is was on it? last night, yeah. I was laughing when I heard it was back. No, it's it's good. I cheer for that show. What the old odds? one, I was like, like... I haven't thought of that show for years. You saying that just made me think. When did it come back on? Uh, it's been on a couple, couple last couple weeks. Son of a... Oh, I think the f- that that show is so freaking weird to me. Like I laughed my ass off the first time I seen a robot flip over and like, oh he's down for the count. If he can't flip over and like, well the damn thing's not gonna flip over. It's on freaking treads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually cheering this time because it used to be on like Sci Fi Channel or something like that. Yeah, Sci Fi is like real Central. cheesy. But now, man, I, see, I even enjoyed that one. Yeah, it, there wasn't like a. The action-packed fights were few and far between, but uh, the last couple episodes I saw, they were there's metal flying. What like, is this on Sci-Fi that. again? No, it's on CBS. Yeah, CBS. What? Yeah, <laughs> CBS. I yep. think CBS got pulled off Dish Network. Dish Network. Yeah, they're always pulling shit. Anyway, back to the robots. Back to the robots. The Mark II uh, can fire three-pound paintball cannons or paintballs up to 100 miles an hour. Say, wait a minute, that's the guns are three pounds or the paintballs are three? No, the paintballs are three pounds. Holy God. <laughs> <laughs> Japan has accepted the challenge, saying uh, they can't let another country win this because they've been doing big it robots is their idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, his only change to the battle is they want to do it a melee combat instead of weapons. Ooh. Oh, shit. I'd much <laughs> rather watch a melee combat. Yeah. But it's supposed to take place June 2016, next year. Mm, that'd be awesome. Those people guys watching the videos, that. those robots are there. There's going to be a freaking pay-per-view for this one, aren't there? Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. <laughs> and when those robots go berserk, Captain Australia is going to jump in and save the day. <laughs> My God, the robots are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm setting this one out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, June 2016, we'll be All talking right. about that one. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That looks awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to Dave Delachase and talk about Holidays Volume 1, currently running on Kickstarter. Thanks again for being with us, Dave. I hope you oh. haven't uh, been boring the crap out of you. And oh, gosh, no. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, we, we've got our, our Kickstarter campaign going. As of this um, this uh, podcast, uh, we're, we're closing in and still have a ways to go, uh, you know, being completely honest. Uh, we're got several days left and we're, we're hovering around you know 30 percent uh so uh ways to go um 
you know, will it be the end of holidays for all I know it, uh, if it doesn't go through? Probably not, but it might make things a little uh, more difficult. But um, um, but what we're looking to do is um, take all the, the five issues that we've done so far and, and uh, create a 140-page trade paperback collection that has all those stories and a bunch of extra material we found, everything ranging from, like, sketch pages to pinups to oh, nice. uh, deleted scenes, stuff like that, and, and finally make it available to anybody who wants in just one bound volume um, in print. So we've, we've got a lot of different in- incentives for people's pledges, everything that ranges from, you know, the book itself to uh, original sketches um, by uh, Andrew, the artist on holidays. Instead of doing, you know, what you see in a lot of Kickstarters where it's like, you know, any comic character you want, you know, he'll draw. We decided to make it a little more interesting and make it where, you know, name you know if you pledge at that level you you get the book and all the extras and you get the sketch andrew will sketch any comic character you want teamed up in some bizarre fashion with any character from holiday so if you want you know the easter bunny and skeletor it's yours if you want you know the tooth fairy and batman you got it you know so just to to um to keep it interesting we've got you know everything from uh, holidays pint glasses to holidays bar coasters um, nice all kinds of stuff that we're we're gonna do if, if uh, we can take this thing all the way and uh and in the meantime we're just we're we're uh, working hard to to uh to get some future issues out there as well i think i would probably get tooth fairy and harley quinn Oh, that's a good combination. Yeah, I like right that. next to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I would do uh, St. Patty giving his gold to Deadpool. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good one. Another great combo. I love it. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, if even if this uh, Kickstarter doesn't get funded, you can't stop holidays. This is a great book. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're still going. There's plenty of scripts written. Um, we have uh, we've got two issues that are in different stages of production, but but partly um, complete uh, already. Uh, we have one that's a it's a it's an indie crossover with a, a web comic called The Devil and Mr. Gandhi. And it's it's by a writer, writer and artist named uh, Patrick McEwen, and he did like six comic pages on his his web comic of the devil and Gandhi, who are you know yeah. very mismatched roommates, uh, going to holidays. Um, and we uh, Andrew, I wrote and Andrew drew uh, a story about um, the holidays crew and the devil and Gandhi with, with our team doing it. And then we're we're uh, we've got like it's like three or four stories in one book that like each creative team kind of took on. Um, so we're, we're uh, working on that at the moment. Um, that's about 90% done. And then uh, we're also about halfway through uh, a strict, you know, holiday story um, about what happens when one night when Patty and, and uh, Chester, the Easter bunny who have absolutely no luck in the dating scene whatsoever, um, drunkenly stumble into a coffee shop that is just populated with absolutely nothing but beautiful women who, who are totally into them. And of course it leaves, you know, the rest of the holidays crew trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with these women. What is going on? There's something not right about this. And I won't tell you what's not right about it, but there is something off kilter that all these women really like these guys and we got a lot of other ones coming down the pipe i don't i don't want to you know let too much out of the bag yet but a lot of good stories you know there's always you know i'm always happy to say that that the the best story we've done is always the one that we're working on currently so um you know little by little it, it it gets better and better 
And this is, for the listeners who may not have heard uh, Dave B. on the last time, Holidays is a comic book about, it's it's a bar for like, uh, maybe you can say it better, like Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, uh, Dracula, Cupid, all these people to go and unwind and uh, have a drink and have a time with each other, I guess, correct? And then yeah. Time. And any, off time. any mythical icon, you know, the, uh, whether it's holiday or, or, or beyond icon, you know, when they're, when they're not being the, the pure kitty icon that we knew, whether it's, you know, Santa, the tooth fairy, you know, um, mother nature, Cupid or any of those guys, you know, they, they clock out at the end of the day, they can, you know, turn off that, that kitty persona and they can just be themselves. And then it's, you know, then all bets are off. Right. One thing I love about this book, and I think you said this before, it's the bar itself is based on a, a real bar, correct? Yeah, a lot of the visual design of it is um, it is based on a, a bar in um, mine in Andrew's hometown of Utica, New York, called uh, the Nail Creek Pub. Um, and uh, Andrew just based a lot of his his visual design of the bar on on this actual place uh, in our hometown. And uh, we actually, you know, in one of the issues, got to do a, a photo panel, and we actually <laughs> got to that. go to the bar. Uh, and uh, and do it, and the the owner Chris Talgo is just awesome, and he you know he just let us have free reign to to uh, use the bar and shoot, and then we we uh, went back in there and, and used the the bar again for the uh, the Kickstarter video. I was just yes. gonna ask if that's what that was. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we went in there on a Saturday morning, shot shot the video. Um, you know, I asked uh, uh, Jim Mills, who had played Santa for our photo shoot, and, and Aaron Higgins, who was the Tooth Fairy in the photo shoot, if they'd you know come on back, and I knew both of them had done a lot of. Uh, um, you know, acting in their time uh, as well. So they were both more than game to kind of jump in and, and help out with the video, which was awesome. That is awesome. And th- that just adds a uh, another dimension to the comic series. It's kind of like I'm a big fan of the TV series like Cheers. Oh, and, I love you know, Cheers. If you want, you can go to Boston. You can actually visit Cheers. Yeah. You know, hardcore holidays fans. They can go out there and actually visit the bar that inspired holidays, you know. <laughs> and I, then one day, if they buy, if enough people buy the book, I will then retire and open up a bar called Holidays and oh, make man. everybody dress up as the characters. So I will. That would be awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah! I'll have a hell of a tab there. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, man. Now you and you've got all kinds of rewards. I think a few of which you kind of already mentioned, but like the Tooth Fairy level, Dracula level, uh, Easter Bunny. Yeah, we've well, got uh, like so. We got uh, the pint, uh, pint glasses that have the holidays logo on them. We've got uh, a set of um, of uh, bar coasters or drink coasters. Uh, you know, put your drinks on. We've got um, the the level where you get uh, it's the Easter Bunny level. You get a, a limited edition signed and numbered uh, print. Uh, suitable for framing. Um, all the rewards uh, that come with the print level also include, um, you know, like bookmarks and, and a holidays button. Uh, you know, na- the the name of the person pledging. You know, in printed in the book. Mm. Um, what else we've got? We've got the uh, original the original sketch I mentioned. You know, we'll we'll mix up any comic character you want with with any of our characters. Um, and the the big one is the the Santa level, um, and you get everything. You get the book signs. You get the 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 limited edition signed and numbered print ready for framing. You get an original sketch. You get bookmarks. You get a button. You get the bar coasters, the pint glass. Your name printed in the book. And then just for fun, uh, since it is the Santa level, uh, when the Christmas time rolls around, Andy and I will personally send you a Christmas card as a thank you. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. 
So Happy holidays from holidays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Thank and you. You said you're uh, running till July 15th. So there's still a little bit of time for people to uh, get on the website there and pledge some money. We'll also have it linked on our webpage. Yep. We'll well, blast you. it all over the place, too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for being with us today. man. it's always a blast to have you on and strongly recommend to everyone. Check out Holidays. Great, great book. Listen to episode 62, I think it was. Was it? Yep. Yeah, and and it one thing I should mention for anybody who maybe, you know, uh, didn't hear the, the last show that I was on with you guys is one, one thing I always like to point out to people is, you know, it's it's not just, uh, you know, with the name like Holidays and these characters, a lot of people think like, oh, or is this a, you know, is this a, a Valentine's Day issue? Is this mm-hmm. a, you know, Easter issue? But the thing about how the, our book is that it's, it's uh, aside from the first issue, you, you know, we never really deal directly with the holiday themselves it's about what these guys do when they're not working so the the mishaps they get into aren't really related to you know the holiday that they work so you know you got everything you know i know last time we talked about the walking drunk where you know everybody turns into a bunch of, of zombies uh, you know we've got one where dracula goes into therapy though you know the last one is is called the odd couple and it's got the easter bunny and cupid trying to live in the same building together so you know it's it's a lot of kind of sitcomy hijinks um the cast of, is just a cast of characters that you're quasi familiar with, even though there are versions and that's, you know, characters like the Easter Bunny and Cupid and in hopefully ways you haven't seen them before. We, I know we thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, you, uh, let us read it. So thanks again for that. Oh, thank you guys. But yeah, well, uh, like I said, we'll put some links on our website, uh, blast it on Twitter. Hopefully we can get this, uh, these last few days, we can make it happen for you. The hail Mary pass. will come. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Dave. Oh, thank you guys. Jack, what do we have on the website? Recaps, videos, shows, trailer or videos, shows, trailers, well, videos. Well, technically, you're right. There are shows on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Candare video game store, comic book store, movie store, Candare comic book. You can listen to the so. show on the website. Well, you can do all kinds of stuff on the yep. website. Lose yourself at the Hero Wall. Oh, Check the Hero out, Wall. Uh, Captain <laughs> Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget to find us on Twitter at Candare Pod and on Instagram, Can underscore Air. But uh, visual with what you're hearing, and uh, not to forget our YouTube channel that's yep. up now. We have some uh, GI Joe PSAs that are up there, and some uh, Loot Crate unboxing video, Turtle Box turtle unboxing, box. and uh, Marvel. The Marvel Collector Core Box. Yeah, and we should have another uh, Turtle Box unboxing here in a few weeks. So another PSA out. coming up pretty soon oh, too. Yeah, yeah Candy TV isn't messing around, people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear you guys have those GI Joe PSAs because those are one of my favorite things in the history of animation ever. Is those GI Joe PSAs? Oh, well, you should check them out, man. Yeah, my right. favorite is the one where where he comes out of the water during the the lightning strike in the pond. Do you guys know? Remember that one? Yeah. Deep Six comes out and the kids are just playing in a pond in the middle of nowhere in the storm. <laughs> he just, he just comes out of this pond. Oh, Deep man. Six. We'll have to do that one next. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this week. So yep. until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And Dave Delachase, writer of Holidays. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome to CaptainAustralia.net, where I keep a journal of my experiences as a vigilante crime fighter. My mission is simple. Number one, fight evil in all its forms. I will do this by patrolling the city streets, intimidating the criminal element, and if I see crime, I will directly intervene. 
I will also intend to fight the little evils, the apathy that we see regurgitated around us in our day-to-day -day lives. I'll do this by inspiring you with my courage and my righteousness. I will be your guardian. I will be your protector. I will be your hero. Welcome to CaptainAustralia.net, citizen. Hey Joey, why don't you come over here and spray paint your name on the wall? But I don't wanna. What are you, chicken? Hold on there, boys. Wow, it's Flint. Instead of writing your name, write CandairPodcast.com and help spread the word. Well, that's a great idea. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! All right. Has passed, like, um... What's this country? Some... So, what all, but all, but all, industries. Oh, uh, let me see. Well... Bullshit. Yeah, the bad parts. <laughs> uh, still there, Dave? I'm here. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.